We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. And welcome to Overnight America. It is going to be a dark, rainy night. It's so strange. I, I gotta mention that in the times that I'm trying to prepare for the show, I try to take a nap during the day. I'm one of those guys. Take a nap. Mostly because it gives me enough energy to get through the night. I don't want to run out of steam towards the end of the show. I feel like I have an obligation to you, anyone that listens to this program, to try to keep myself energized so I'm not yawning and feeling tired, even though it's impossible sometimes. But still, I took a nap. And it was so dark out because of how gloomy and the storms coming in. I couldn't tell if it was 2 a.m. or 2 p.m. or 3 a.m. or 3 p.m. It was so strange. It was one of those disorienting things. So I'm going to do the show today assuming that I'm awake and this is not a dream. Because if it is a dream, then this would be an awfully weird dream. I'm wondering if you've ever had a dream where you're at work and you're thinking to yourself, man... They got me even when I'm not on the clock. So I wanted to do a few things in this hour. We're actually going to be joined by uh, Cherisee Miracle is her name. Harper uh, is her last name, excuse me, author of So Embarrassing, Awkward Moments and How to Get Through Them. It's a book that is out today. I. It's so strange. When you're younger, you don't really have any feelings of shame, and then eventually it creeps in. And I've gotten to the point where, as an older man— You know, I'm 37, but uh, I've started to care a lot less in certain ways. And I think a lot of people living in a pandemic world, not leaving the house, has probably lowered their thresholds of things they care about all that much. And the interesting thing is awkward moments. I wonder how the future of awkward moments will look. And it's just an interesting idea, the book of embarrassment. So I think we can have a fun conversation there. Next hour, we're going to be joined with a director who's showing a film at the St. Louis International Film Festival. Ben Recchi is his name. And he has a movie called The Reunited States. What does he mean by that? And it's based on a book, and he put this film together. It's actually kind of a cool idea. Ben Recchi is going to join us, and I'm looking forward to that. So let me start off by doing a few things. And I, I feel since we got the 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 uh, yard work done, which is, you know, me gathering the leaves, you, essentially telling you what's going to be happening the rest of the show. 
I saw a couple of different sites starting to repost two things. In Paris, the hospital directors there say, ah, maybe you should cancel Christmas gatherings. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, I know Europe is also going through a surge, uh, resurge, I guess, much like we're seeing here in the United States, and we're seeing upticks here, not only in St. Louis, but a lot of different areas. The CDC has now released more updates for Thanksgiving guidelines, and they're talking about the household gatherings at this point. This is the thing I really don't like. I, a couple of people have come together and they've said, oh, maybe you should think about canceling Thanksgiving this year. And I think most people, when they heard that, said, no, I don't think I will. And the other part of it is even if you have a small family, they're giving you these guidelines. Oh, what should you do? What should you do, shouldn't do? Remember one of the more recent guidelines people said, in order to keep things very safe, you need to have someone assigned to bathroom duty. So whenever someone uses the bathroom, you need someone to go in there and clean it right after. Sanitize every use. And I thought to myself, that's the worst job ever. What are you going to do? You're going to get the high school kid who's on break. Hey, your job is to clean the bathroom after every use, even after your big old uncle went in there and just completely uh, made room for a fourth serving. Ooh, I don't want to be that person. So I don't know if people are going to be doing these sort of things. And I'm going to guess most people are going to say, uh, no, I don't think I will. Here's some of the guidelines that they have released, and you can go find this on the CDC. It said, uh, people who have tested positive for COVID-19 who have been exposed to someone who has should not participate. Okay, that's reasonable, and that's a good thing to say. Other considerations, they say, check the infection rates. So if you're going to be going to an area with a higher infection rate, maybe you should separate yourself and not go to that. See, now that's a little bit of fear-mongering, you know? It's, uh, well, this person or this city or this area, oh, they see an uptick. Oh, I better not go to this individual's house who may have nothing to do with what's going on in that area. It says, when it comes to food and drinks, they say, encourage guests to bring food for themselves <laughs> and do not share food. <laughs> so, wow, this is great. If you're someone that hates cooking, Oh, I'll host this year. You just have to bring your own plate of food and you have to eat your own food. No, no, no. We can't we can't share with everyone else. <laughs> That's totally reasonable. What are you gonna do? You're gonna stop by a restaurant that may be open. Is it McDonald's? Are they open till like noon on Thanksgiving? There's some couple of fast food restaurants that are open. Oh, what are we going to do? I'll just stop by, I'll grab a couple of Big Macs, I'll eat for myself. You know, everyone will be hosting themselves. Oh, I'll, I'll I'll bring some uh, Pepsi's and water because they're individually packaged. But other than that, you're not allowed to eat any food. Ah, that's pretty bad. It says, uh, wash their hands with soap and water for 20 seconds, sterile, uh, sanitized before prepping or doing anything else. Um, do not share utensils. <laughs> Washing your hands is pretty standard. I don't think you need to remind people about that. Uh, travel or overnight stays. They say if you are traveling and staying somewhere, try to avoid going and staying within close contact. When it comes to deciding whether or not to stay overnight, host and guest, again, are asked to assess the risk based on location. So if you're going to an area and you look at it and say, ooh, these guys aren't, ooh, boy, they're in a spot where they're trending up. I can't trust that house. That's, again, pretty lousy because you're trying to manipulate through fear when it has nothing to do with the individual in that house or that family in that house. Watch for fevers, cough, shortness of breath, things like that. Test yourself. Are you going to have a thermometer at the door? Oh, we need to test everyone just to make sure. I really don't think people are going to 
change the way they gather as a family for Thanksgiving. Nor do I think the family gathering should be canceled for Christmas or Thanksgiving or any of these other holidays that are coming up. And when you're younger, you may not realize the importance of things like that. It's something that you start to gain wisdom when you're older, when you start to appreciate the family a little bit more. I know that some people, when they're young and they're kids or whatever, they really like seeing the rest of the family members. They might have cousins or other people that they can play with, and they don't get to see all that often, which is fine. When I was uh, younger, we didn't really have a large family. It was just basically my grandma. And sometimes we'd have like a friend come over or something like that, a family friend that just wanted to enjoy Thanksgiving with us because, you know, maybe their family's out of the picture or something like that. And that's how we would normally do it. Uh, And every year it was like, okay, great. This is awesome. I'll eat the food. I'll do this. I'll do that. There wasn't anything too special with it. So when I see guidelines like this, I can probably think to myself, okay, I understand if that's what you want to do. Let's cancel it or whatever. But now that I'm older, I go back and I think about those moments and I wouldn't trade those in for anything. The ability to go back, I wish I could. I wish I could sit at the table with my grandma another time. Or I wish I could see those friends again who are no longer with us. And I think, man, even just missing one is something that I would regret later in life, knowing that you're not going to be around these people forever. And if you still have your parents, thank God that you still have the opportunity to do things like this. Don't give those things up because they want to scare you. Oh, Bring your own individual plates of food. Come on. Come on. Don't do that, please. We got. You can be careful. You, you know the routine right now. You know that there's end in sight. Hopefully this Pfizer vaccine gets out here pretty soon. Hopefully it's as effective as they say it is. Hopefully that starts to ease some of the fears. But let me, let me tell you this. You, you get the idea, right? If, if you feel like you may have the symptoms of it, you don't go. Uh, You wash your hands. You do these certain things. You still enjoy time with your family. Don't give up those precious moments in life. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. We'll take some of your calls coming up. And I'm looking forward to talking Thanksgiving again tonight because why? I love it. And I need something good to think about. And you know what tomorrow is, is Veterans Day. There's a couple of uh, restaurants that are actually offering some free food for veterans. So I wanted to share a few of those with you in case you know someone or you may be a veteran and want to take advantage of that. This is Overnight America, KMOX. Get home fast and informed. Total Information PM starts weekdays at 4 on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX and KMOX.com. And welcome back to Overnight America. We're going to welcome our guest and talk embarrassment in about 10 minutes from now. (laughs) Maybe a little over that. And looking at the weather is finally turn the curve. And we're watching the storms from earlier push away, push out. It's still very cold. I don't know about you, but I think I could just skip all of the meteorologists. I don't need professional people to tell me when it's going to rain. All I need is a dog because my dog somehow just knows and will beg to go outside, will let the dog outside, and then immediately rush back in within minutes of it starting to rain. I don't know how dogs can tell those things. Can you? There's got to be some scientific data that just proves proves that this is one of those natural mysteries of life, and how do you get one of them? I also think that... I, I, I think that... People that have surgeries, like knee surgery, hip surgery, 
when they put any sort of hardware inside of their body, that can also give them a pretty good idea of when there's humidity changes in the atmosphere, and that kind of gives them an indication a storm will be coming. You ever had someone rub their knee and say, oh, I feel a storm coming? I always wanted one of those. I Maybe I would elect for knee surgery, even if I don't need it, just so I can kind of get an idea when a storm is coming. Or I should probably just look at my smartphone. That's uh, probably a good way to do it, too. Oh, Judith is calling in. Welcome to Overnight America, Judith. Yes. Um, my comment is that my husband is a veteran. He looks oh. forward to uh, going to the restaurants and getting his free meal on Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. We live in Illinois. Uh, the way they advertise it, and I checked, and they confirm it, it's indoor-only dining. Well, that's illegal here. But oh, no. the restaurants I have talked to, oh, we're still serving indoors. And oh, so they're just doing it anyway. That, my comment was, isn't that illegal? And you know, I don't know. I, some places don't enforce it because you get to some of these more uh, conservative areas that are looking at it and saying, no, we don't, we don't agree with what's going on in the northern side of the state, so they don't necessarily enforce it. It's almost regional. I think the state of Illinois even at first set off certain regions, and they were trying to fight that regionally as opposed to a full state mandate. But I'm not exactly 100% positive on that. Yeah. Now, ours is the Metro East region. We're not back to stage two yet, but we no indoor dining, and sounds like he's going to no hairdressers and no, no gyms as well. And there's mm. been no proof that hairdressers and gyms have done this. But wait, your uh, your husband goes to a hairdresser? I I go to one. Oh, you go to one? I thought you said your and, husband. Yeah, he goes to the gym. I see. Okay. Uh, what uh, restaurant does he like going to on Veterans Day for a nice meal? Um. Oh, there's a bunch of them. There's a there's a Colton's. There's a mm. Denny's. There's Bob Evans. There's probably a whole bunch more. Yes, there are, there are uh, a bunch more. I'll go through some of them here. So anyone that may be listening knows their options if they're a veteran. If they have the military ID, they just have to present that for whatever that place is uh, offering. So, Judah, thank you very much for your call. Good to hear from you. Present his yeah. ID and then take his food out. Yeah, I hope they allow it. I hope there's not any issue with that. Thank you, Judith. Good to hear from you. So here okay. are the different participating restaurants tomorrow is Wednesday, November 11th. Veterans in active duty military invited to just go and show their military ID, their proof of ID. If you go to Dunkin' Donuts, free donut, no uh, purchase necessary. Denny's has a tradition. All active, inactive, and military personnel could go to a Denny's and do the Build Your Own Grand Slam, which is pretty nice. In fact, that's one of the really good ones. I love that idea. Oh, Denny's is great. Buffalo Wild Wings offering a free order of 10 boneless wings and fries for all past and present armed service members. Wendy's have offered uh, a free small breakfast combo with the military ID, no purchase necessary. Cracker Barrel, they have themselves, um, will honor by donating a $10 gift card to Operation Homefront for each country fried turkey family meal basket sold. Uh, And Cracker Barrel also celebrate by offering military veterans complimentary slice of double chocolate fudge Coca-Cola cake. Oh, doesn't that sound great? This is exactly what you'd expect from a Cracker Barrel, isn't it? Let's see. Outback Steakhouse. And I'm just trying to look at some of them that I know we have in the area. Like, I see, I don't know if we have a Bonefish Grill. I don't know if we have Friendlies here. So I'm going to skip some of them that I haven't really seen. 
Um, customers at Outback Steakhouse will have the opportunity to donate for Operation Homefront. And then all service men and women, including police officers, firefighters, and first responders, will get 10% off their entire check all day. That's pretty nice. Uh, California Pizza Kitchen will have pre-select items on their menu for takeout that you'll be able to enjoy for free. You also have uh, Qdoba. Now, is that the fast food Mexican restaurant is it, or is it a burrito place? I, I don't think I've ever ate there before. But uh, purchase something uh, in-store. Purchases must be made, and they'll be able to get 50% off their entree. Okay. CeCe's Pizza. I see ads. I don't know if they're around here. Oh, Bob Evans. Another big one that Judith mentioned on there. Free meal for active military and veterans. So they can choose between some of their farm fresh dishes on there. And there's a bunch. Maxwell House Coffee could get a coupon in order to download and use it in order to get certain Maxwell House and Hero packs of uh, coffee. Golden Corral. I'm just going to Instead of reading all of these, Logan's Roadhouse is in there. Um, Pilot Flying J, so it's at the gas stations. So Famous Dave's is in there, too. There's a bunch of them that if you're an active duty military veteran, you'll be able to do that. In fact, I posted a link if you wanted to see all of them on my Ryan Recker Radio Facebook page. It'll be a great way for you to share those sort of things. And I got to say thank you, anyone who has served. And uh, we look at all the different veterans that listen to the show, and I know we have many, and I know the veterans in my life who have served, some that were good friends of mine. In fact, it's, I I think about one in particular, his name is Craig, good friend in high school and college. He is someone that always had the mentality, he couldn't wait till he turned 18 and get out of high school so he can enlist. He wanted to, and that was his goal the whole time. Couldn't wait. Didn't hide the fact, that's exactly what he wanted to do. And I really admired that. I thought, this is great. Went off, he's, he served a couple of different tours and now um, works in, well, I, should I say, well, he went to the police and then I think he's in the FBI now. I got to get a double check, but man, he has really done so much for his life. Married, doing wonderful, doing well. I'm so proud of him and everything he's done. And the thing is, even when he would come back and you would talk to him about these things, that's the one thing veterans have in common. Uh, a lot of times they don't want to tell their story. And even with my dad, you know, I talk to him once in a while and you hear certain things here and there. You, you probably have this with your parents, your grandparents, anyone growing up. They don't necessarily want to tell all the details of the things that happen. It's something that they may share with other veterans because they have that in common. But this is something I think we can all share and something we can all do is to make sure you thank a veteran in your life. Spend that time to reach out to them, give them a call or a text message or do something. Let them know how much they mean to you and how much it means for their service to this great country, something that shouldn't be forgotten. So coming up next, what we're going to do is talk about a book about awkward moments. It's called So Embarrassing. I love the idea of this. Always getting embarrassed is something that I try to do for my children. I think most parents have those moments where they have those. And we're going to talk to the author of that book coming up next. Cherisy Miracle Harper is her name. This is Overnight America, KMOX. Welcome back to Overnight America. I am holding the book called So Embarrassing Awkward Moments and How to Get Through Them. I probably have maybe two or three of these moments a night, so I can relate to a lot of these things, which is perfectly fine. Sharice Miracle Harper is the author of the book. Thank you so much for coming on to KMOX. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. 
Yeah, I have a lot of embarrassing moments in my life. Normally, it starts off by mispronouncing names, so uh, I'll try my best. But I wanted to uh, let you know I truly appreciate a book that has that, a, a nice feel to it. So when you run your fingers over the front of the book, I like when the letters and the drawings have, I don't know what it is. It's like a special thing that it feels different. You can tell there's something special about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's got it's got a um, a shiny embossment on it. Yeah, uh, and then love and that. then the cover is like a matte cover. Yeah, it does feel good, doesn't it? it feels good in the hand that book. I I know, and it smells good too. I appreciate a good smelling book. So thank you for uh, thank you for joining us here today. It's illustrated, lots of great illustrations. Uh, I'm kind of curious the way that you laid this book out, make it very friendly on the eyes, things like that. Um, so tell me about embarrassment how you get involved and in, uh, why you would write a book about embarrassment. Well, I've, I've done quite a few kids' books, and um, I, have, I started my career doing comics. Uh, I had a weekly comic strip in Chicago for a while and then moved into children's books and no longer did that comic strip. And, um, and so now that graphic novels are so popular, I'm very excited because it's, it's sort of in my wheelhouse to draw pictures and words, put word, pictures and words together. So that's exciting for me. And so I wanted to do a book that had the ability for me to be playful in, in the way that it was organized and in the way that it told stories and also have some sort of factual information in it, too. So I was trying to find a topic that was interesting. And I happened to be on a school visit. Um, for a different book and I'd finished my presentation and there was probably like 15 minutes left. And so I thought, well, I'll just share an embarrassment story with the kids because I was thinking about using embarrassment as a topic and see, see how it goes, you know, try it out. And so I told them my embarrassment story. And then I said, well, you know, does, if anybody has an embarrassment story of their own and feel free to share it with me, I'm happy to hear it. And I thought, you know, we had like 60-some kids in the room, and I thought, okay, maybe, like, lucky I'll get two kids that are brave enough to put their hands up, you know, in front of all their friends. I was completely wrong. We had, like, 20 kids at the beginning, and by the <laughs> end, there were there were so many kids that were trying to get their hands up and, and tell us stories. And it was, it, was, it was fantastic and totally surprising. So I really felt like, wow, this is, this is something that maybe has some legs, and I should explore it. And... And I did, and I spoke to my publisher and my editor, and we decided that, yeah, let's try to do this book. So that's kind of how it came to be. Oh, that's pretty cool. Now, this is for ages 8 through 12 primarily because I see that on the book, but I, I think about my own son. He's six, which is kind of nice to be immune to embarrassment unless he's in uh, other groups of people, then he's embarrassed. But, you know, at, even at young ages, you start to see these things. And you know what I noticed, too? Do you ever have those moments where you're just about to fall asleep and then you're reminded of an embarrassing moment from your childhood? <laughs> Um, I, I, not so much happens to me when I'm asleep, but sometimes if I'm just sort of daydreaming, it'll come up and I'll be like, Oh no, please. No, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why in, why is it that your memory, your mind of all the things to remember and the things to forget, it's sometimes reversed. The things you wish you could remember, you forget, but the things you wish you can forget, you remember. I know. I was just thinking that today because I've been talking about this book and I was thinking, you know, everybody remembers their embarrassing stories and, and, and some of them are fun. You know, it's fun to relate something that happened after, after a t passage of time. There's no more injury when you tell the story. And then there's those other ones that are so cringy you don't even want to think about it. 
<laughs> you hope no one remembers. You're Absolutely. Like, oh, but then your mind tells you, oh, no, no, everyone remembers, which is probably isn't the case. And in, in fact, there's probably a lot of moments in life where you thought it was the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to anyone. And then, of course, no one remembers it. It's kind of lost to time. So it's you've got a lot of worry over something that you didn't need to worry about to begin with. Yes, absolutely. And there's there's even, you know, there's there basically what what the situation is is that nobody's thinking about you as much as you think they're thinking about you, you know, because they're all just thinking about themselves. So, um if you can remember that, you know, and try to tell a kid that if they can believe you that really it's not as bad as you imagine. Your imagination is making it so much bigger than than it truly is. For the, oh, yeah. usually you know, I'm almost afraid to show my kid this book. So the book's called So Embarrassing, Awkward Moments and How to Get Through Them, mostly because at this age, I feel like I don't want to implant in his mind things that could be considered embarrassing because it, right now I don't think he considers these things. So I don't want to introduce it to him through. No, he's too little. Book. Don't don't show yeah. him this book. Yeah, he's, this book is for the kids that already have have realized that there is embarrassment and they're trying to deal with it, you know. Yeah. Um, they're in middle school and they're dealing with, you know, changing bodies and what, you know, changing social norms and all that stuff. He's innocent. Keep him innocent as long as possible. <laughs> so do you feel like when you're a kid and you talk about these things, going back to going in and speaking to a group and people sharing these things, is it more like a coping mechanism for them? Or is it that it's kind of like a badge of honor that something happened to them and it's kind of funny in retrospect? So why do you think some kids like to talk about it and some kids don't? I think it's a badge of honor. I really do. I mean, I think I think that, I mean, I, I, I don't think it was a coping medic. I mean, I don't know. But I, I my first my first thought was that it was a badge of honor. And, and some of the kids were saying stuff that I was like, should you really be saying this in front of everybody? Um, you know, and and uh, I mean, nothing, nothing horrible. But, you know, just like, oh, I had a, a crush on this guy in my class. And then so-and-so gave me the gave the, the secret away and then it was like so embarrassing when he found I'm thinking are these the kids that know about this in this class that you're telling you know <laughs> it was almost like they didn't think it through maybe right that everybody was listening I don't know um it was interesting it was it was very interesting and and there's an enormous amount of kids that um fall through screen doors and um you know patio doors for some reason <laughs> Yeah, I feel it's weird because when I was growing up, a lot of this would just go lost. But with social media today and these kids, they document a lot of these things because they feel like, oh, maybe someone else will enjoy this or maybe I can get 100 people to watch it. Like there's a, a badge or some kind of uh, trophy that you get for the amount of views on something. So even some of the things that would have been considered embarrassing when I was younger, today it's looked at as entertainment and they they feel obligated to go online and tell everyone or show everyone. Right. Well, it's it's because I think they, you know, it's it's if unless something exciting happens to you, what are you gonna what are you gonna talk about? So it's this out of the ordinary thing. I mean, you 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 know, obviously when something happens or there's, um, you know, the first thing you have is every single person that's at the at wherever wherever the event is or whatever the situation is has a camera out, and they're all show, you know, they're all they're all um, broadcasting it. So mm -hmm. I think I think kids just do the same thing. All right, so what's the most embarrassing thing that you have in this book? Uh, so embarrassing is the name of it. Is there anything that stands out as, like, if you were to do a, a tier, like, what would be the top tier of embarrassment? I, I mean, I guess it depends. I mean, I don't know that there's anything specifically. I mean, I purposefully didn't put anything in that was, like, absolutely horrible. Um, I mean, certainly picking your nose in public is not something that's going to be, you know, fun for anybody. Um, <laughs> and, uh 
you know, I tried to make it pretty, pretty much, you know, normal things that happen and just, um, you know, nothing about bullying or anything that's just really, you know, you know, that kids could actually get hurt doing, because I think there's enough with just everyday embarrassment that, that really, you know, tries kids emotions. Um, I don't know. I don't, I guess it depends on, you know, I guess it depends on, on the kid. I mean, some kids would have something happen and they would be fine with it. And other kids would have the exact same thing happen and just be totally, you know, devastated by it. Mm. It it depends on, it depends on, on the kid. Not every, you know, some kids could fall in front of the group and jump up and pretend it was a joke and laugh and, and everybody laugh and that would be it. And another kid could have the same thing happen and react differently. And it's a whole different situation. So I think that's probably the kinds of things that I wanted to address in here too, as well, that, you know, different people handle things in different ways. And just to show kids that, Hey, if you pick, if you choose this and this is, and you're watching, you know, you're watching these little cartoon characters having these things happen to them, then perhaps, you know, this is what's going to happen. And, and so, Maybe you want to choose something different, or maybe you're happy with that. And so, if that happened to you, you would also do that. You know, so just give some options there without a, without a lesson plan. Ah, Sharice Miracle Harper is the author of So Embarrassing. It's a book that's out now, uh, geared towards in the recommended age eight through twelve. But it's still kind of fun for me as an adult to go through and look at this. You know, you mentioned. Uh, picking your nose you just got to tell the kids wait until they get a driver's license you're alone in the car and you look around and everyone else is doing that thing too so it goes through stages you ever i don't know if you've ever drove on the highway looked around and thought oh man everyone's got their finger up their nose here or it just feels that way uh but let me mention this uh sometimes when you look at this on a kid's perspective i'm wondering if there's any of those things that you found that might be cultural so in their family it might be normal and then they go and do it at another family's house and they say oh that's weird so sometimes you find that what's normal for some people or comfortable, I should say, maybe not normal is the right word, but comfortable for some families is different for others. And that's led to some embarrassment. Um, absolutely. So I, I tried to, I tried to do that in sort of a weird kind of, uh, non-confrontational way where I had this one character and she, you know, she's traveling um, and someone, the, very often the narrator speaks to the characters. So they're interacting with the narrator of the book and he's talking about, you know, don't put your, you know, don't smile while you're, um, while you're talking because that's, you know, if you were in Russia, that would be, that people would think you were really strange for doing that or don't eat while you're moving. You know, you eat at a, you eat when you're sitting because in Japan we don't eat food on the, on the go like we do in America. So he's, there's all, all these different things that are different from different countries. And then she finally ends up saying, you know, okay, here I go. And then she goes, he's like, she's like, well, I'm just going to sleep over at my friend's house. And her friend happens to be a cat. And so she goes in and, you know, sees her friend, the cat, and they have this really good time. And then the, the cat's really excited and is like, you know, mom, mom, can we have tuna fish tea? And, you know, the mom brings out the tea and the friend drinks it. It's like just about chokes. <laughs> She's a human and she doesn't want to drink tuna fish tea. And and then the and then the, the, the friend, the cat friend says, mom, she hates it. And it's like, oh, my gosh, it's the worst thing possible, you know, that your friend's <laughs> outing you for not liking something. And then um, – and so then things progress, and then the, the the girl character sits down, and she's you know completely flustered and too hot, so she takes off her sweater and knocks over the lamp, and it breaks. 
and then the parent, the cat parents come running over and they're like, oh, thank goodness you broke that lamp. We always hated it. So now that seems like, oh, that's a crazy thing to put in there. But actually, my editor told me that he did that exact same thing. He went to a friend's house. He broke the lamp. And instead of being disappointed, the parents came rushing over and said, oh, thank goodness it's broken. We don't like that lamp. <laughs> so I was like, I have to put that in my story. So I did. And there's a little note in there that says, you know, this actually happened. Um, but I just think it's, you know, it's a it's with the comics you have you have that freedom to to you know have a cat pers- a cat interacting with a person and they're both talking and it's a way of telling a story about things that are different like you said and you know it, it and kids can look at it and say oh yeah I can I get that that's a different that that household tuna fish tea is really awesome but it's certainly not something I would want you know so oh, yeah. there are different things yeah so if people wanted to find this book, maybe they have kids or grandkids and you think this would be a, a nice gift for them or want to order it for them. You know, you got Christmas coming up. You may be getting together for Thanksgiving and you thought, oh, this might be a fun thing to use as a conversation starter because, you know, if they're, you know, 10 years old and around there, this would be a great thing to talk about. And you're looking for those things to talk about. Where's yeah. a good place for them to look online? Where can they find the book? Um, it's available at any bookstore online or independent bookstores can get it for you too. And if you want to find more information, if they're interested, I've, I've actually made some little comics about my own embarrassing situations I've had. They can go to my website, which is just my name, shereesharper.com. And if they're worried about spelling Sharice, which can be kind of difficult, they can just look up So Embarrassing Harper and find my name that way. I like the name of So Embarrassing Harper. So Sharice Harper, uh, do you mind holding on after the break? We can keep talking? Yeah, no, I'd love to. I'd love to. Yeah, let's do that. In the book So Embarrassing, Awkward Moments and How to Get Through Them, you can find it now. And I, I prefer finding it at a local bookstore. It's always neat. Novel Neighbor is a great place here in St. Louis. I really like them. My wife really likes them, I should say. She's the big reader in the house. But, you know, you can find some great books and maybe just request it and look it up online, too by Sharice Harper. We'll continue our conversation with her next on Overnight America KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com on KMOX. Sharice Harper is the author of So Embarrassing, a book about awkward moments and how to get through them. Uh, children's book, you know, 8 through 12, recommended ages there. And, Charisse, again, thank you for joining us tonight in St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting to travel, even though I don't really get to be there. (laughs) I know. The only thing we're missing is a green screen background of the arch. So did you do all the illustrations in your book? I did. I did. I did. I wrote all the words and I drew all the pictures. Oh, that's, they're fantastic. You know, I wanted to point out maybe the job of parents when it comes to embarrassing kids. So is, is it necessary for parents? Do they do it sometimes intentionally? You know, sometimes I don't try to do it, but I could be embarrassing to my kid. He'll tell me when I'm being embarrassing. It's kind of just something I think that all kids and parents have that dynamic. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think, I think that, um, you just can't tell. I mean, I, I, I try to be good, you know, but you know, I, I think it's the, it. the bar is way too high <laughs> all the time <laughs> and changing constantly. Um, so, you know, I do I do my best, you know, and, uh, and my husband fails a little more than I do, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, I had a friend, one of my best friends, best man at my wedding. His mom would, when we were younger, always do this thing. She would, if he forgot his lunch or needed something, and she had to come up to the classroom to bring it to him, she would always do the biggest, Frankie, 
And I thought it was the funniest thing ever. So when he got into his adulthood, I would say, hey, uh, can you do the Frankie thing again? Like it, when we're in public. So it, it, the embarrassment never stopped. It went from a kid up until he was an adult. And I uh, loved every second of it. Now, he did not appreciate it, but I loved it. So um, I, I, some of these things do carry over. But I got to mention, it's probably been, oh, man, 20 years or maybe 15 years since I've heard that. But it's something that I still remember. It's one of my great memories. And you have a part of your book where it says, one day these will be good stories. That's so true and great to remind kids about. Yeah, it, it is true. And and I think that, you know, the, I'm hoping that this is going to get kids and, and parents to talk a little bit about it, you know, to share some stories that maybe they didn't have uh, impetus to share before or even think about sharing before about, the, oh, the time I was embarrassed when this happened and, you know, and, and then their child can maybe share something with them or not or just listen or realize that, hey, mom and dad got embarrassed too that's interesting you know and yeah. i think i think that there's it's because it's it doesn't matter what age you are it's still that exact same feeling yeah and, and part of the book is you know how to get through some of these embarrassing moments so there's some advice for kids to let them know that these things if they do happen uh it's not going to be the end of the world and that's probably a good thing too to give some kids some reassurance that it's not only them that these things happen to it's everyone and how to deal with them is a big part of it too just how to move forward from it so I think that's important and I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of different methods that you've researched and looked at and some of the more effective ones for kids to get over things yeah there's there's also I mean I talked to a clinical psychologist and she was helpful in telling me you know certain things that um, that could do and, and one of the interesting things she said was that if you are, in, you know, if, if you are are fearful or, or worried about being embarrassed and it's keeping you from doing something, that one of the things you could do is you could name that fear, right? You could name it. And, you know, like, let's say in the book, I named, I, I forgot what the name was, but um, the kid calls it a banana or something. Anyway, so let's say you name the fear, you know, um, Jerry, right? And so then you, you could say, you've given it an identity. And so now it's no longer part of you. It's something else. And so then you can say, Jerry, I'm not going to listen to you anymore. You're holding me back. I'm going to do what I want to do. And if, if I get embarrassed by doing this, then that's okay. But you can't keep telling me that it's not going to work out in my head and you have to stop. I think there's some sort of, you know, some sort of, um, I think it kind of works in a way because it doesn't seem like it's it's you anymore. It seems like, oh, this is this thing that's holding me back and I'm going to be in control of it. And it might be a good, I mean, I, I make little characters up all the time. So for me, it seems totally natural. But, um, you know, it might be a way to sort of overcome something that is that you were fearful for. And, and she suggested that that was something that, you know, she tried with some of the kids that she sometimes talked with. And I thought, oh, that's really interesting. I really like that. I do like that. So is Jerry a reference to Parks and Rec when they're always blaming Jerry for things? Oh, I didn't think that, but maybe subconsciously because, <laughs> you know, I just love that show. It was a great show. That's the first thing I thought of. If you're going to find someone to blame things on, oh, Jerry, that's the way to go. So, again, if people wanted to look up your book, So Embarrassing, maybe look you up on social media, things like that. What are the best places for it? Um, if, if, if you just Google So Embarrassing Harper, you will find the book for sure. And you will also find my name. And then my website is shariceharper.com. So those, those are pretty easy to find. Yeah, it's so embarrassing. Harper sounds like a song that might get released on a college radio station or something along those lines. You could find ways to be uh, remembering that. And the nice thing is there's a lot of embarrassing moments left for many of us still listening, even as adults. 
good ways to uh, get through this thing. I feel like maybe I was just oblivious to a lot of the different things that happened to me as a kid because uh, growing up, there's a lot of things I could have been embarrassed about, but somehow I was immune to it. So I feel like that was a, one of my best traits as a child. <laughs> yeah, that's a fantastic trait to have. That's really great. And, I, I, and you know, there are people that don't get as embarrassed as other people. You know, um, it's people, there's people that watch and make sure that they're fitting in a lot more than, you know, other people are just maybe a little oblivious to it. Right. So yeah. there's, you know, people that are more sensitive and people that are just happy doing their thing. So I think it, it depends on who you are, really, how, how, uh, how you deal with embarrassment. Ah, it's great to be oblivious. And a lot of it is come full circle because eventually you get to the point where you start to recognize these things. And then you begin a little older as an adult where you just don't care as much as you used to. So the embarrassing things don't really hit as hard. So that's kind of nice. I think I've hit that that gear in my life. So I'm, I'm happy to be there. So if people wanted to look up So Embarrassing the Book, just do a quick search for So Embarrassing Harper, some great local bookstores here in St. Louis. You can find it if you want to get it in your hands, maybe order it online. You can have it there for Thanksgiving or Christmas. If you know that there's going to be some kids at the family gathering this year, this might be a fun surprise for them because they're always going to be looking for things. You see, I grew up in Detroit, so the tradition is to watch the Detroit Lions lose on Thanksgiving. I wish there were some other options for me out there. <laughs> and then the thing I like to mention, too, back in the days when they used to wheel in for the book fair, this would have been the book that everyone grabbed first. It would be like the everyone would be lined with their parents' money to buy this book at the book fair. Um, so I got to say, I, I really enjoyed the conversation about So Embarrassing, Awkward Moments, and How to Get Through Them. And author Sharice Harper, thank you for coming on to Overnight America. Thank you, and may, and may you not have many embarrassing moments as the year-end finishes. Let's wish that for everyone. <laughs> this yeah, is for Overnight everyone. America, KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 